This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're momming today with Paula Ferris, mom of three, founder of Carrie Media, an advocate for working moms, and author of You Don't Have to Carry It All, Ditch the Mom Guilt, and Find a Better Way Forward. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today, Lauren. I live with mom guilt. Oh, I my. usually brush it aside. We all do. But, yeah. <laughs> we all do. And that's the thing. Like, I think if we realize that it's something that we're all grappling with, like that's the first step is realizing we're not alone. There's like 80% of moms, working moms in America, struggle with mom guilt. Um, and throughout the book, I'll show you how to ditch it. But like once you realize you're not alone, I don't know. It's like we're, we're, we can all be in misery together, right, Lauren? How do you spin it positive for your kids, though? You know what I mean? Like I try to say, oh, mommy has a great job. I love what I do. I yeah. studied so mm-hmm. hard to be able to do this. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, well, that's more important than me. How, well, how do I you think spin that's it? the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no, and that's really, it's a real important caveat. And it has come through a lot of failure on my part. I think if you invite them into the process, and this is something that um, some of my friends have encouraged me to do. And by inviting them into the process, you're like talking about what's going on at work and inviting them. And what do you think I should do with this situation? I- I'm not going to do this unless it's great for our family, unless it works for our family. So if you invite your children into the process and let them know, like, we're mission together and also mommy like i enjoy doing this and it's important that i can also um contribute to the household it's really it, that's a really really important thing to stress to your kids it's important i mean 70 percent of mothers will have to be the primary breadwinner in their homes at some point uh, throughout their kids lives now some women work i don't know your situation lauren do you work because you get to have to or want to um, but the majority of moms working today they have to work and you look globally and getting back to mom guilt mom guilt is not something that mothers in other countries struggle with to the extent that we do and that's because of a myriad of reasons number one they don't really have a a choice but to work lauren so they take a great amount of pride in contributing to the household and contributing and working outside of the home but then the next thing is they have so much support um attitudinal support from like i am my brother's keeper instead of oh your kid your problem so you have societal support you have community support you have policy support so they have a great support system where they believe in children and they believe even families. And so having children is not a stress and a strain like it is here in America. But so do you think this work from home, um, Mm -hmm. it's not even a trend. This reality has kind of just changed the equation, though, because there are so many parents that do work from home, but their kids don't Mm -hmm. even realize it because mom and or dad are picking them up from school and dropping them off at school. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what my little guy always tells me all the time. He's like, mommy, uh, Liam's mom and dad picked him up today. 
And it's oh. like, well, your parents both commute to their jobs five days a week. I know. And and, and that's, but that, Lauren, and I don't know your situation. Look, work from home is the number one thing that employees, regardless of whether or not they have a family, it's the number one thing that they want. Like 95% of employees want some sort of flex schedule, 75% yep. want a hybrid location. And look, I, the guilt can be real but also like if we spent 18 years demonizing work and saying i'll be home in two sleeps and you know we just rain on their parade instead of like kind of flipping the script look what mommy gets to do at work look at the kind of people i get to talk to let's talk about that if we can kind of change the paradigm for them they don't know to they don't know that mommy they don't even know what i'm going to be home in two sleeps or three sleeps even means so when they become 18 years old and they don't want to get a job is it any surprise because we've demonized work and the again the reality is most of us are working today because we have to not because we want to or we get to but we have to work and so a lot of that is just like it comes from us it's the way we talk about our jobs now look i pumped the brakes at the height of my career when i was anchoring gma yeah let's let's talk about your career i mean you were you were huge at abc for years and then what happened um how do you feel i got i got burnt out (laughs) and i you know you get to the top of your so-called career, um, the pinnacle, and you look around and you're like, is this it? it? What good is it to gain the world and lose your soul? And so I just think it's so tough to be a working parent in America. It's tough to be a working mom. Our, our structures aren't really set up, you know, to support us. Um, and, you know, you, you hear that phrase all the time, Lauren, you can't have it all at the same time. But really, why? Like, why can't I have a job that maybe I have to work, right? And an awesome family. Like, well, you why can, you just have can't to be... sleep. <laughs> well, but, but here's my thing is like, when is society going to actually start valuing motherhood and what we uniquely bring to the table because we have become mothers? We know scientifically, physiologically, we are more efficient once we become mothers. We are more curious. We are more um, capable. We are extremely empathetic. Our emotional IQ, we're better leaders. We're better risk takers. Like, Look at the facts. Pregnancy has changed us. Parenthood has changed us. Even if if your baby grew in your heart and not your tummy, if you adopted children, parenthood changes you in so many ways. You're becoming the ideal employee. So why are we undervalued? Okay. Why are we scrutinized? Why are we valued less? Why are mothers making 70 cents on the dollar? compared to fathers and those numbers are even lower for mothers of color. So why are we why are we passed over on promotions? What does society and companies need to do besides just pay mothers more? Well, first of all, I think it's the why. You know, we can lay out all of these policies um, from a government perspective. We can we can talk about what society can do. It starts with an attitudinal shift. Why is it why is it important? And I think that's what we really need to get back to. Why is it important? Why is it my problem? to support families and women in the workforce. Like, I think so many of the issues we face as a society are in direct result to how we value or don't value families and how we treat mothers in the workplace. So here's the deal, okay? We know that that parents in the workforce make up about 70% of the labor force. We know parents are incredibly productive, and we also know they're very loyal if you take care of them with certain policies. But here's the why. Why should you care even if you don't have children? Because the harder we make it on families to have children, the fewer children we will have. 
fewer children we have, Lauren, then we have a labor shortage. And if we have a labor shortage, then we have an economic crisis. Supporting families and mothers in the workplace isn't just the right thing to do. It is good for your company's bottom line. We have to tell people why it's important before we can even move on to the what. What's your take on paid leave, parental leave? <clears throat> um, look, it's it's really pathetic that we don't have <laughs> wait, wait, a national... Wait, wait, wait hold on. Like me, a, before you give your opinion, let me just back up. So you have three kids. I don't know if kids. you were in TV for all of it. Did you take mm-hmm. the maximum amount of time each time you went out on maternity? Not the first time, same. but the, the last time I did. Yeah, And I had to here. like string together sick days and everything. My first day back at work was April Fool's. <laughs> if that tells you. Okay, sorry I interrupted you. I just, you know, no. I just wanted to, I think that's key because mm-hmm. I tell every new mom that I work with, I'm like, you are lucky to get the time. Take it. Yes. Don't feel Take guilty, it. mom guilt about taking no. it that you're you're cheating on your employer a little bit. No, and I mean all this, all the statistics show like you your body needs time to heal. But I think look, I think it's pathetic that we don't have a federally mandated uh, parental leave. Like globally, maternity leave is 29 weeks, paternity leave is 16 weeks. I it's it's sad. Look, I get it. It's expensive. And some companies are doing things because they can't afford it. So they may be offering flex time. They may be offering hybrid location. They may be saying, hey, bring your kids to work, right? They may have, they may offer childcare subsidies. They're getting creative in ways that they can support families. But the the reality is like, we need to catch up to the times. We're either about families in this country or we're not. Children are either our greatest natural resource and the future of America or they're not. We need to do something. I think it starts with family leave, but that doesn't fix everything, Lauren. A paternity leave, I think, is just as important to the conversation, if not more important than maternity leave. And I get a lot of people saying, wait, what? Yep. And it's because what paternity leave does, it does three things. It not only creates a unique bond and a long-lasting bond between father and child, it also um, helps to mitigate postpartum depression. Um, so it's it's supporting your partner. But what it does more than anything, out of the gate, it creates an equal partnership. Shows dad how to do stuff. <laughs> it, well, it creates an equal partnership, right? Instead of the mom being the default, you guys are in it together. I had a friend, um, she's also a journalist um, at ABC News, and she took six weeks off. Her husband wor- is here in America, but he works for a French company, got six months of paternity leave. And she's like, I had no idea how much paternity leave, how much that was going to change the game and the dynamic out of the gate because you're in it together. The mom isn't the default for everything. She's not trying to manage work, home, baby, all of it, right? Because that's really why we get burnout and why we're at record levels of burnout here in America is because we're expected to carry it all. We try to, and or- then we just burn out at some point. More momming today, right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We're back on We're Momming Today with Paula Ferris. Uh, Paula, the your your passion for this subject 
is really coming through. No, I, th- I think you were. I think you were really spent. You were burned out, and you were probably mm-hmm. sick of a lot of the status quo. Um, I was sick of all of it. I was sick of getting underpaid. I was sick of being undervalued. I was sick of being over scrutinized just because I was a mother, and I want to fight for other moms. So I have transitioned. I used to never, I would speak about my kids, but I would never Mm -hmm. say or admit I have to leave early because I need to take care of so-and-so or Mm -hmm. a school event. Mm -hmm. I didn't want people to judge me. Now I do a little bit. No one says anything. I don't think people care. You got to leave? Okay. Mm -hmm. But I I wonder when we're mothers, especially, are going to feel okay saying, hey, you know, I got to pick up the kid from school today or I have to attend the Girl Scouts meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. We need to value motherhood because why Why are fathers, once they become fathers, seen as better and more viable leaders? Yeah. And once we become mothers, we're deemed less viable leaders and we're paid less. And then we're all of a sudden, the mom penalty, we're passed over on promotions. And God forbid we take a career break to be more present with our children and then try to get back in. And we're like, oh, you haven't learned any valuable skills. I'm like, what? I just learned how to negotiate like a boss. <laughs> you know, yeah. I am more efficient than I've ever been. I am more capable. I uh, my I can get along with people so much better. I'm more empathetic because I'm a parent. It's just BS. It really I mean, I negotiate me. with two year old terrorists every day. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So when you try to get three kids out the door for school, I, I am a hostage freaking negotiator. Okay, <laughs> but I think it just because like when is society going to celebrate motherhood instead of scrutinize it. That's what it really comes down to. We do not celebrate motherhood like we should. Um, And if we don't have kids, Lauren, um, we don't have a society. So why are you punishing us for that? I like to it comes back to that. I like to think we're moving in the right direction. I can personally attest to fathers that I see that are doing more and more and more. And I think it's wonderful. But I think Mm -hmm. and you can tell me if I'm wrong, the difference between moms and dads, for the most part, is moms have this running to-do list in their heads. Mm -hmm. I have to make lunch. I have to do the laundry. I have to get the clothes ready. It goes on and on and on. Dads don't really have that. They've got their one thing. Oh, yep, doing baseball practice Saturday morning. Got it. And they'll do it it. great. Way better than Mm -hmm. mom will because she's doing a running list in her head. Right. No, it's it's true. We have those like mental post-it notes everywhere. Men are just, I don't want to make generalizations, but they're very good at compartmentalizing. Um, You know, I, I last year I was like, I told my husband, like, why don't you know any of our teacher, the, the kids' teachers' names? Like, does he know where the school is? I mean, because he does know where the school is. And I will say, like, he has become a much better domestic partner. Part of it was on me to be like, hey, dude, like, Step and my up. daughter who thinks everything is sexist. <laughs> she's 15. <laughs> she's in that phase. But I'm like, we need to be a partnership here. We need to be a true partnership. That's why I think the paternity leave out of the gate, it sets the right kind of tone and the dynamic for this is a partnership working together your 15 year old is totally holding your husband accountable oh she absolutely is absolutely and um yeah she busts his chops all the time but also like we it 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 holds us accountable because we want to be a good example for our children of spousal equity of of you know fighting for one another um not dumping everything onto the other person you know we talk about the mental load and like the mental load is just and juggling everything it can be crippling and um during when i was writing the book you know i talked to one mom and she's like you know, she lives in Chicago. She's a mom of four. She's a real estate agent and she's owns a restaurant and she would frequently have foreign exchange students living with her. 
and foreign exchange students from different parts of the globe, like multiple. And their number one takeaway was that American moms are working harder than any other moms throughout the world. And the reason for that is we are expected to carry it all. If we ask for help, we are weak or we're a failure, um, like to, to hire out, to outsource anything. It's almost like it's a dirty word, but in other countries, not only do they have that societal support, right? And the communal support and the policy support, there's an attitude shift where it's instead of, oh, those are your kids, your problem. It's I am my brother's keeper. I am responsible. We are interdependent on one another to help raise these children. And also outsourcing things doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Childcare, to put your kid in childcare and one year of daycare costs the same as in-state tuition for a year. I mean, that's just ludicrous. And like we get $500 for a childcare subsidy. Other countries are giving $10,000. Who's, Do wait, what countries are giving 10? Oh, you just, I, I can like go through a list. One country that I think, and don't misquote me on this, it's like up in like $20,000. I know for me, like $500 when I lived in New York, I'm <laughs> sorry, that paid for two, two and a half days. <laughs> I you know, knew that it. paid for like, two, two days, days of childcare. <laughs> it's just ludicrous. So it's like parenting in America, it's a stress and a strain. It's not Financial. that stressful. I, know. I mean, look, other countries are still facing famines and, and war and all of that. But I'm just saying from a from a support perspective, from an attitudinal perspective, um, it is it is much easier. And there's so much more support. You know who I get the most countries. support from other moms, working moms or not working moms, because at some point they all were in or are in my mm -hmm. situation. And yeah. they just get it. Yeah, I got so-and-so. Don't worry about it. Do what you have to do. Totally. And I think if we can find those tribes, right? Tribes. And, and, and if we can find our people and say, I'm not trying to carry it all. I need your help. We need to like, we need to do life together. We need to have a village. Other countries, you have parents or you have family members. That's very, very normal to have family members living with you to help, right? We don't ask for help. Because if if I ask for help, or if I, God forbid, I outsource something, I'm I'm either privileged or um, I'm a failure or I'm weak. I because I should be able to do it all, and that's just a lie that we have to stop. We have to start pushing back against it. We have to start asking for help, Wait. realizing we we can't just we can't carry it all. We can't sustain it. Uh, what do you mean by outsourcing? Um, by outsourcing, I'm saying like you hire somebody to clean. You might hire somebody to to prep some meals for you or you, um, you know, I have I have friends that do meal delivery services. That's what I'm talking about outsourcing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and and, you know, a lot of female executives are scared. It's a dirty word. Outsourcing is a dirty word. You don't have to be you don't have to be wealthy to outsource in other countries because there's just such a level of support. And it's affordable and it's quality because it's also subsidized, right? Because they know that families are important and they have to support families on a myriad of levels. Paula Farris, we so appreciate the time. Looking forward to the book. Oh, thank you. I feel like you're speaking my language here. <laughs> we could we could keep talking, but I know you have a limited <laughs> amount of time. But I just want to say, Lauren, you are a good mom. Oh, back at you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear Podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.